What's up guys, welcome back to the show. I just wanna say before we even get going, if you missed the last episode with Jeff, please go back and check it out. You get to hear some of his stories, some of the crazy stuff he grew up in with a father who went to the residential schools, some of the crazy brokenness in his life. And then we see this cool experience where he had, he had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, not just religion, but the Holy Spirit. And it began to do something in him, a transformative work in him. And we pick up the story today and we're just gonna jump right in on a trip that they took to Africa and we get to hear some of the powerful miracles that happened today. So let's jump into it. This is part two with Jeff. Here we go. We find ourselves in Africa. You know, I don't know if it was a couple months later or whatever. Actually, it wasn't very much longer. And we're in Africa. And um, anyway, we, we, we have this crusade. It was in the, in the country of Uganda, in Kampala, in the district of Lazira. Mm. And this was, um, you know, we set up a stage and the stage has some light around it. And then what they do is they do a big invitation and they invite everybody to come for these crusades. And I'm there and I'm like following Joel around. <laughs> the first night is like, Joel, the great evangelist. He's up there, he's speaking. And it's like, Joel, 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 Joel. And for me, I'm like, why am I even here, man? And by the second night, I'm thinking, dude, if they just want my money, I'll cut them a check and I'll head home. I don't need to be here. I was getting very upset. I was very agitated and I was very angry. Hmm. Interesting. And um, I was FaceTiming with my wife and I just said, look, I, I want you to look at the flights. I want to fly home tomorrow. Wow. I don't want to stay here anymore. I don't want to be here. I want to leave. Hmm. What was causing that? I would tell you that I learned in that situation that the darkest hour is always right before the morning light. Hmm. That the enemy is going to come at you in the hardest ways in your life before your breakthrough. Hmm. Wow. And, That's interesting. And there was a lot of opposition, right? And I don't mm -hmm. have a rational reason. Was Joel being mean? Was the team whatever? No. And my wife mm -hmm. being the amazing, beautiful woman that she is. I don't know if uh, one day, another time I'll tell you, I, I met my wife at a Jewish hot tub party. And she's super cool. Anyway, that's a different day. Different that might story. be a different podcast. <laughs> but I, so I met my wife. And anyway, she, she's got wisdom, right? A lot more than I do. And she said, Jeff, I don't know. Something off about this. Why don't you just go to sleep? Let's look at this in the morning. And in the morning, I just felt different. And the mm. Holy Spirit just spoke to me. And I got on my knees and I just repented. I just said, God, forgive me. My attitude sucked. I said, I don't care what I need to do. I'll stand beside the stage. I'll pray. I'll carry Joel. But I don't care. It's not about me. Hmm. And something shifted in my heart where I realized, you know what? I'm here to serve. Yeah. You know? So that night we go back to the crusade and um, I'm just like, okay, I'm praying for Joel. I'm like, you know, and how it works is they do a salvation call, right? So everybody comes up and gets saved, whoever gets saved. But after the salvation call, um, there's a call for healing. And right. in Africa, there's a ton of need, hmm. you know? And so we do the healing call, you know, thousands, I don't know exactly the number, hundreds of thousands. It was lots of people come forward. Hmm. And so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go pray for, for people. But before I do, I'm sitting up there and they do the song when they're calling people up. And this little girl, she's mm. I knew she was five years old. She comes up and, and she puts her hands on my hands and, 
and she's like holding my hand and you know and and whatever so i'm like singing and, and then the lord just said i want you to bless her and so i grabbed her hands i put my hands on her hand and i just said you know bless you and whatever didn't think much of it hmm. and then um so all these people are up there now to get prayer and I'm, i go and i start praying for people and it's just kind of click click okay click <laughs> right <laughs> i i'm like okay i'm done it's no big deal i turn around and i go to walk away back towards the stage because you know there's light and i can i can kind of see and that five-year-old girl she grabs my hand and she pushes my hand up to this other girl who is leaning against the stage looking up at the at the band mm. and she has a, a hoodie over her head and um right right there what happened is that girl was uh, watching the band and i just heard the holy spirit say to me jeff i want you to put your hands on her ears and pray for her so I put my hands on her ears and I began to pray and I felt like a little, Ooh, that was interesting. And, uh, <laughs> I walked, I turned and I, and I walked away. I got about five steps away and the first little girl, she comes and she grabs my hand hmm. and she almost pulls me to the ground <laughs> and I'm like, Whoa. And I turn and I look at her and, she, and, and then I could see her. She was in a, this little white dress and and she was looking up and as the light just happened to be right over top of her where it was like a halo almost around her. <laughs> and she's looking up at me and she says these words I'll never forget. She goes, my eyes don't see properly. Mm. And I'm like, sweetheart, you got the wrong guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the evangelist is over there, right? Yeah, sure. And, um, but you know, wow. I'm thinking, uh, this is what, what, what I'm thinking, but mm. that's not what I did. I, I bent down, I crouched down, I put my hand over her eyes hmm. and I began to pray for her. And I didn't have great faith. I didn't have, you know, some great prayer or anything. Hmm. All I had, I, I, I read the Bible. You know, I, I'm a big reader of the Bible now and I'd read the Bible and, and, and all I could say is, sweetheart, Jesus has healed many blind people. I believe he could heal you now. Hmm. You know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth shall speak. I, I had no faith for this, hmm. but you know, you put things in, things come out. And I could feel her eyes fluttering underneath on my hands. Wow. And I, I take my hands off her eyes and I'm like, I don't want to ask her. Right? Because <laughs> <It's laughs> like I've been here before. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to ask her. But then I'm like, I said, can you see? And she just looks up and I can see properly. She just lights up like a million watt light bulb and mm. instantly I'm shattered. Oh. I began to weep and weep and weep. And then I'm like, and she keeps trying to point at the water, point at the water. And we've had kids always coming asking us for water and stuff. So I'm thinking she wants some water. And there she speaks Ugandan. She doesn't speak clear English right so I get one of the local ladies to come over and I said what is she saying and she says to me she says this girl said her eyes were like looking through water and when you prayed for her she saw two things fall off of her eyes and now she can see perfect wow and I'm losing my stuff <laughs> right wow. I'm like, but at the same time that first girl was walking over I know now that that was actually her sister and another lady was with her and she says, did you pray for this girl? I said, yeah, I did. And she said, she said you prayed for her. She had problems hearing. You put your hands over her ears. She felt a knock and a pop. 
And now she can hear. <laughs> and I'm going, what just you happened? You just got a double whammy. <laughs> yeah. What just happened? What just no happened? No way. That's so sweet. But can you imagine? The blind guy, right? Yeah. And, and right away, you know where my mind went? Hmm. They're ripping me off. They're trying to scam me. Hmm. What are they? What are they trying to get? Wow. What's the end goal here? Interesting. Yeah. Right away, right? Because it can't be real. God hmm. didn't just use the blind guy to heal somebody who was blind. Wow. So the team, they're like all excited and blah blah. blah and they know what they do. Hmm. God is healing blind people. They pray for me, and you know what happened? Hmm. Nothing. Hmm. The next day, they found the mom who happened to be in a bar. Hmm. Right? These kids were living in trash heaps. Literally. And they oh. got the mom and the mom came and t gave the testimony. Yeah. She couldn't see properly. She couldn't hear properly. And now they're healed. Wow. And you see, you begin to wrestle with this, right? And it's like, okay, God does miracles. God does use people who aren't perfect. Wow. I'm no one special. You know, not at all. And then, but then it's, it's funny how your brain works. Because then I'm like, Yes, God does heal. He does miracles in Africa. Wow. But yeah. not here. Right. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, and you, so you get all this stuff and it's like, wow, you know what? God does all this stuff in Africa. But God, why not in, in, in North <laughs> sure. America? Sure. A whole new set of questions yeah, comes up. Yeah, yeah. Come on. This is, well, of course, because, you know, and you always go through this while they're making it up, blah, blah, blah. No, we've done enough follow-up and stuff now. We know this hmm. is real. Right? Yeah, we're sure. not, you know, nobody's getting paid. No, this is legitimate miracles. Wow. So I remember the first time I was speaking at Harvest City and um, I was, I was, I was preaching about miracles actually. Hmm. And um, anyway, at the end, everybody comes up to get prayer. Hmm. And in my heart, I'm realizing I have a different type of faith level than I do in Africa. And it's not as good. Wow. <laughs> and I'm Interesting. like, oh, Because okay. it's like, there's like a different, I don't know, man. Like it's, there's almost a, what I find in, in our culture is a, is there's a, a pride, pride in our ability to be analytical and question everything. Like that's almost mm -hmm. considered like a, mm -hmm. a noble mm -hmm. stance is like the person who questions everything. Yeah. But that's actually not a place of like, there's one thing to, yes, use your mind, use reason. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like God steps over the natural boundaries of things so often, like even your first story with the doctor and your son, Micah, it's mm -hmm. like he stepped over the boundary of the medical system to heal this bleeding in the brain. And so mm -hmm. um, when it comes to faith, like there's a there's a an element of trust that needs to be there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that quality is mm -hmm. not very present in our culture mm -hmm. because there's this almost proud place of being very critical and analytical of everything mm -hmm. and it actually leads us out of experiencing some of those things I have found in myself personally just mm -hmm. the ability to talk myself out of something mm -hmm. like I might have I may have talked myself out of so many cool experiences that could have happened just mm -hmm. because I thought I was being mm -hmm. smart 
<laughs> right? I was mm-hmm. trying to be <laughs> clever. And sometimes God's mm-hmm. like, I don't want the smartest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of want mm-hmm. the, the, I don't need you to see everything. Yeah. <laughs> Hence uh, using yourself. Yeah. Like you can use, you can overstep your own, he can overstep your own blindness to, to heal a blind person. Like he almost mm-hmm. wants us in a place of full yielded, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. here I am, use me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's so mm-hmm. interesting. It, it's interesting because I feel, um, in some ways in in the western world like in africa i've been to a hospital Mm. and it's not a nice place no you know and and so we have western medicine and i think one of the problems with miracles is and and everybody equates a miracle to healing Hmm. which isn't actually true and i actually the more that i and i by no stretch have everything figured out but one of the things I really feel is God meets you where you are weak, he is strong. And he meets you in your area of need. And in Africa, they have huge physical need, hmm. right? They, they do. And <clears throat> some of the biggest miracles that I've seen in North America, and I'm going to share one in a second, yeah. but one of the big, some of the biggest miracles I actually have seen in the area of mental health. Hmm. Wow. One yeah. of the biggest needs that we have in Western culture it's the battle of the mind. Wow, it's so good. Yeah. You know, because we have this situation where we have Western medicine. We can take a pill for this. We can get it. But the reality is the real battle that we're having is here. And and I think there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, seek wisdom. You know, like she's calling in the streets. Give me wisdom. And he says he uses the foolish, the foolish things to confound the wise. I have another book. I haven't published it, but I really get dive in dive into um, quantum mechanics, <laughs> and and you know how the theory of, of all this stuff works and how yeah. science actually proves God. And I think we're coming into a time and a season where um, God will continue to reveal Himself in ways if we are open to seeing what He's doing. And hmm. um, even yeah, I won't go down that road. It's but so it's, cool. It's a whole other thing, right? And how epigenetics and all these things tie together and, and how we're like, there's nothing to fear with science, actually. it's There's a twisting of it. One of the things, you right. know, I feel, I'm just going to go here for a second. Yeah. Everything, um, the devil can't create anything, hmm. right? He can only twist truth. And, and so God is light, right? And I think it's important to understand that because if we look at a lot of new age stuff, um, they take an element of the truth of what is, you know, what is truth, and it puts a bent on it, a hmm. little bit of a twist. Right. And and so there, there's some underlying truth in it, but the truth in the uh, that is really the foundational truth is kind of removed from it. And one of the big hmm. things and why I think this is important to understand, just the miracle of creation. Creation itself is a miracle. A baby being born is a miracle. And and if you really look at Oh, I'm going down a path. <laughs> if you really look Chase at... Chase that rabbit. <laughs> well, it's exactly it. All right, we're getting into quantum mechanics now, boys. But if, if you really look at this, right? If you really look at the story of creation, we mentioned Genesis and all this stuff. But if you look at the beginning, you know, it says that God spoke everything into existence, hmm. right? And, and so he said, let there be light right and actually if you go deep it's not let there be light it's just light be i mean god rules everything right mm-hmm. and so there was light and light's the beginning if you look at what what is quantum mechanics it's the theory that everything in the universe is created right with light right which is sound right everything's sound 
right? It's just the frequency and the vibration of the sound. So, the, the, you know, Einstein had this, E equals MC squared, right? So basically, the higher the vibration, right? The mm. higher the frequency, the higher the vibration, the denser the matter. Hmm. So everything around you is made up of light, right? Mm. But just at a different speed. The problem is we only see 3% of light with our eyes. 97% of it, we don't see. Interesting. It's invisible to us, right? <laughs> but what is the first thing that, that God said? Let there be light. light. Why? It's the building block of everything. There's another scripture that mm. says, everything is held together by the power of his word. Hmm. I'm, not, I'm trying not to get into teaching here, but it's important to understand that because the new age stuff is like, well, yeah, everything's light. Well, yeah, everything right. is light. <laughs> yes, you are right, but God is light. And everything, everything's God. Well, yeah, everything's God, but really it's the word of God, right? Hmm. John 1, 1, everything was created through him. Hmm. Without him, nothing was created. But if you look at this, and why this, I think this is so important, and I'm going somewhere, because this ties into miracles. Yeah. And we have to understand this, that he says, I spoke everything into existence. God spoke everything into existence, right? But one thing, and that was us. And it says he reached down into the earth and he formed us, right, with his hands. It's an hmm. intimate thing. But then he blows into us the breath of Zoe, the breath of life. Hmm. Right? Why? Hmm. Why did he do that? Well, if you think about this, God's creator, we're created in his image, hmm. right? We're under development, right? He's developing us. But the reality is he gives us breath. Why did he give us breath? Well, if you look at this, how is your voice created? Hmm. Breath comes out of your lungs, across your vocal cords, creates a vibration, hmm. which gives you speech. But this is where I feel in North America, and I, I don't know why we're going down this path, but there's a reason. Mm -hmm. And it's probably for somebody listening. The battle is in the mind. Because I said the devil has no ability to create anything, mm -hmm. okay? But I'll tell you what he does. Remember I said in the very beginning, we all, I hear voices. Mm. We all hear voices. There's three voices is what I've learned. There's God, there's the devil, and there's mine, right? Mm. But what happens is, God gave us breath. He gave us voice. I already said he created things with his voice. We're created in his image. Mm -hmm. So we're able to create with our voice. But mm -hmm. thing is this, you have those voices in your head. You get the decision, the power of choice that Jesus gave us on the cross. He died, right? Covered, paid for our sins mm -hmm. to give us salvation, which will give us choice. Mm -hmm. And that choice for us is what we are going to do. We're gonna have to pause this. It's okay. Yeah. I'm recording a podcast. Do you know that? I don't know. Come and find me. Where's mom? Hello. <laughs>
No worries, no worries. I kind of know that it happened a couple times. I was thinking, ah, should probably. Lost a little guys, right? Anyway. Nah, how do you cut that back in? Oh, just watch your foot there. Ooh, there's something there in that, man. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Yeah. It's so cool. I it's... love the... It's... You're... What you're saying right now, I'm just gonna... Um, mm -hmm. If you want to scooch back in a little bit, just... Yeah. Just a bit. Um, what you're saying right now, Jeff, uh, when you said I think this is for someone, I'll, I'll edit this part out, but this is absolutely for um, my buddy who's not a believer. He runs the Fire Hall Kitchen and Tap in Cranbrook. Mm -hmm. His name's um, Joel Roberts. Mm -hmm. And he. we ended up having a conversation at the Fire Hall a, f a few weeks ago. I mentioned him uh, earlier. Mm -hmm. Just he was asking about the podcast, not a believer, but he's very much a thinker, analytical guy. And he's like, what I would want on, on a podcast, because he's all about like marketing and he's all mm -hmm. like, you know, business minded guy runs a, he owns Arby's and runs the fire hall. He's kind of a bit of a restaurant business guy. Mm -hmm. And he's like, the guy that I would want to hear on your podcast that would interest me is the like scientist Christian or the person who's like, mm -hmm. you know, melds those worlds together. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's like, that would just be interesting to me. And I'm kind of like, you know, hearing that you're working on a, on a, on a book that is uh, in line with that and like quantum, quantum mechanics and all that stuff is just like, I think would just be right up his alley. This is weird. So, um, okay. Yeah, no. so, so as you were going on that tangent, you know, you kind of had come to this point of, like, the the cross the, the, and this decision that... Yeah, okay, yeah, all right, so, yeah, so, so basically, this is why Jesus died on the cross, right? To pay the price for our sin, so we have the ability to make a choice, because it's all about the choice, you know, and as Christians, we understand that it's a choice of salvation, but our choices don't stop there, right, because he gives us free will. So when I'm talking about three voices... What I'm talking about is you get to decide who you listen to and who you partner with hmm. because you're extremely powerful. And what I mean by that is if you listen to God or the devil, right? Hmm. So if you listen to the devil, the devil cannot create anything. The only way he has any creative access to any creative power whatsoever is through you. If hmm. you partner with that thought, I'm stupid. I'm ugly. I'm never going to do this. I'm going to fail right you give that life because the creative power what is the, the mm. bible teaches us the power of life and death is in our tongues mm. we miss this as christians right we go and we say all these things sometimes even jokingly mm. but really what we're doing is we're giving evil creative power in the world wow because there's no way else for him to be able to do that and so we're doing this to people and we're in lots of the times we see this with our teenagers all the time they do it to themselves self-hatred oh, right sure Be because they want to come against the very thing that he intimately created with his hands wow. the devil hates you and he wants to destroy you and he does it through the power of words and right? if he can twist your own thinking which leads to the way you speak about yourself think about yourself and project yourself then he can cause sort of a self implosion <laughs> of your 100%. own life. And I think that's where, you know, that idea of like a snake in the grass, everyone's heard yeah. that, yeah. 
he slithers up, <laughs> bites you, yeah. and it's sort of this like, yeah. you know, speaks a little lie to use the Adam and Eve analogy, whispers a little thing in your ear okay. and it can self implode. You're going right there because that's exactly where it all starts, <laughs> right? In the garden. He's, she, he, it's the first time that it happened was with the serpent, the snake. Hmm. However you want to look at the story of creation in Adam and Eve, you know, allegorically, or do you want to look at it literally irrelevant? Because what happens is, I, I think it's, you know, again, it, it doesn't matter in my opinion. What, what I'm saying to that is that it's exactly it because he got her to hear what he said. And what did, what did she say? God comes and says, who told you? Who wow. told you? And what did she do? Hmm. She repeated. She repeated back to the snake, giving it power, hmm. and repeated back to God. It's exactly it. Hmm. And that's why I think, you know, when you look at it, our teen girls hmm. struggle almost the, the, the hardest. Yeah. You know, because it's this battle. It's this battle in your mind, right? Right. It's just like, man, it gets you. To, but even me, I was wow. struggling because I would get these thoughts. I'm blind. I can't do anything. I'm horrible. Wow. And that's why I've changed my view from confidence, confidence, right. to Godfidence. Because <laughs> it's no longer what I think about myself. But it's what God thinks about me that's important. Hmm. And that's what I need to partner with. Hmm. And that's what I need to speak. But it goes further. I'm going to go a little bit further. So what, with that, man, what happens is, is so you partner with the bad and you can speak. And, and they've done many, many, many studies on this stuff. And I'll get into it in, in one second. But the same thing, the crazy awesome thing, especially being a believer, is it works with God. Hmm. God gives you God thoughts. And sometimes the tricky part of being a Christian is their crazy thoughts. Right? He's like, oh, what do you mean you want me to pray for that person in the middle of this restaurant? Come on, are you serious? Right? Have you ever had that? Have you ever yeah. had that nudge where God's like, oh, I want you to do this? Totally. Yeah. yeah. And that's like exactly what happened that one time when I, the first time I was pre preaching in, in, in Canada and praying for people, there was a, a lady, she had two ear um, hearing aids in. She was mm. deaf in both her ears. Mm. And God said, I want you to take them out. And put your fingers in her ears and pray for her. I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> no way. Forget I it. I ain't giving her wet right now. <laughs> Forget <laughs> it. Forget it. But you know, because again, all those times that I got prayed for, I've been prayed with loud prayers, quiet prayers, prayers in tongues, hallelujahs, and you know, all that. Okay? Nothing happened. And so I take it seriously. But I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to partner with this voice. Anyway, so I put my hands in her ears and I pray. And... I said, can you hear me? And she goes, yes. And right away, after I've seen all these miracles, all this stuff, I go, she's lying. That's mm. the thought that came. Wow. I'm like, are you sure? She goes, yes. And she's like, and her sister's beside her and her sister's just losing her mind, crying, <laughs> right? And I'm thinking, wow. she's not telling the truth. So I wow. go behind her. She can't see my, cause I'm thinking she's reading my lips. Okay. I go behind her. I begin to, what am I saying? Say, and I'm telling her what to say. And she's repeating me. And it was a miracle. Just like mm. that. And this is what I learned through this. You have the power of life and death in your tongue. Mm. And this is why. So you Christians, you know, what is the, the, the Lord's prayer? God is good, right? Holy Father, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it's done in heaven. How does that happen? It happens because you align your thoughts, your heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth shall speak, right? With God's will. Hmm. 
and you speak it into existence. I never understand. You ever read that scripture says, say to the mountain, be cast into the sea and it has to listen? Right. <laughs> I could never get my head around that. How mm. does it ever work? Mm. But here's the thing. This is what God showed me. He said, everything is handle, held together by the power of his word, right? Mm. And we talked about that. He spoke everything into existence. So everything is the word of God. And what I'm doing is I'm taking his will, I'm speaking it through my prayer into existence. And where two or more are gathered together in my name, agreeing on touching one thing shall be done for them, right? Hmm. I'm agreeing with his word that is already out there for his will to happen. Hmm. So what, Yeah, so this isn't some airy-fairy thing. This is grounded on on the life of Christ, which is the will of God revealed, you know, the incarnate deity walking amongst us saying, mm -hmm. this is what I look like as a human yeah. with you guys, relating yeah. with you guys, a relational God towards us. Yeah. And then as we enter into that relationship, now we get the ability and the privilege of hearing that voice that spoke things into existence. And we partner with him as his delegated Authority. authorities yeah. on earth like when he says okay i've risen from the grave my disciples here we are i've have all authority all authority over all things all like, things and so i send you now as my delegates i give you this authority now go mm -hmm. and make disciples go and make people mm -hmm. who hear my voice and listen that's mm -hmm. just the simple definition of a disciple mm -hmm. you guys is someone who Here's the voice of God and obeys. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but that's where I learned it wasn't about me and my faith. It was hmm. about my obedience. Hmm. It was about listening. Hmm. Right? That's all it was. Right. And doing what he asked me to do. I what did he say? I do as only I only do what I saw the Father do. Hmm. We're only to do what we saw Jesus did. Hmm. Lay hands on the sick. Cast out demons, right? This is not <laughs> sure. rocket science. Sure, this is science. normal faith. <laughs> it is quantum physics, but it's not rocket science, right? I mean, the reality is, and because there's a power that he already preexisted, and that's what I love about this is, is it, it, it just, you can change somebody's life, even just with a kind word. You yeah. know, there's a study, it's called epigenetics, and hmm. so it's a new science that's emerging, and with epigenetics, it's just, it, it's pretty cool. What epigenetics says is, so you have the, the DNA, right? So you have the, the DMA, DNA and you have the chromosome and then you have biomarkers, which are basically on-off switch okay. switches, right? And so, you know, basically what they're finding, you know, through, you know, I have a genetic eye condition, right? So I'm very mm -hmm. interested and I've really studied this stuff mm -hmm. to understand it, right? Yeah, it's interesting because I know nothing about this. I'm, I'm a musician. I like to play music. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to sit with the sciencey guy and hear yeah, about, but, but hear there's about a lot epigenetics. To <laughs> Let's go. But, but so what happens is that basically biomarkers are, you know, turned on and off. And that's where they can turn certain genes on and off and they can actually change medical conditions and whatever. But what epigenetics showed us is that they've done studies now that show the environment that you were raised in. Remember where I was raised, right? And the words that are spoken over you actually affect your DNA, hmm. right? So negative environment, negative words can affect your DNA to the... To, third and fourth generation wow right so what people and they've done other studies where they speak over plants and they do all this kind of stuff and plants die and whatever but here's the thing about it is 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 if you look at the bible what's it say in the old testament it mm. says you are cursed to the third and the fourth generation 
But if you are blessed, you're blessed to the thousandth generation. Mm. So the words that you speak are actually affecting people's lives. Wow. What you choose to partner with in your mind, it's the gateway, it's the battle, right? In North America, it's the big battle. Whatever you give life to, it's going to affect others. And that is why, hmm. you know, I, I could go on and on with this, but yeah. that is why it is so important that we're partnering with the right things. That's why with parents, whew, I've done a lot of repenting, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because you start partnering with things that are not truth. Sure. And it's damaging and it's wrong. Mm. But the, the powerful thing about that is with miracles, right? And that's what I'm saying about miracles. It doesn't have to be every time somebody rises from the from their bed. Although those things happen or blind eyes open. You know, it could be that somebody gets mental healing. Mm. It could be that you change somebody's life because you said a kind word. Wow. That they'd never heard before. Mm. You know, and we got this whole big boom problem, you know? Yeah. The reality is, it's very clear, right? What are the fruits of the Spirit? Yeah. Look at these things. Right. And I'll tell you, I've, the, the, the more I get, older I get, I realize it's the little things that add up to big changes. Yeah. And it's the little things that I do and say that are really the important things. So I can tell wow. you lots of miracles. Yeah. I can tell you lots of healings, but the more and more I think it's, it's, it's we have to understand any of us can do this. Sure. One choice at a time. Thanks so much for listening today. This has been such a fun two-part episode to record and work on with Jeff. And he's just such an awesome guy to sit and chat with. He just, I always feel like I go away encouraged and just like I have some deeper insight into things in life. And I hope you feel that way as well. I want to encourage you to go check out his books. He wrote a book called God of Miracles, another one called Destined to Be. And just go buy that on Amazon. Go check out his stuff. It is awesome. And uh, share this around. If you enjoyed this episode, throw it on your social media. Send it to someone who needs to hear some good news. We all need more good news in our life. I'm actually going to be taking a bit of a break from the podcast over the summer. I'm going to be kind of stockpiling a few episodes and kind of gearing up for the next season of the show um, with you guys. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following this show. It really means a lot to me. And I love getting to do it. So we'll check up with you guys in the fall. Thanks so much for being a part of this journey.